0: I'm so excited to welcome Laura Loomer, who's running for Congress in District 21 against Lois Frankel, who last time she ran, ran against
1: no one, correct? Correct. Yeah, she ran unopposed.
0: We are very lucky to have you here um, on Right Women, and I'm, I'm just super excited to ask you all these questions and find out um, your take on all of it, and let's get started.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: So the majority of people know that you've been banned from Twitter Mm -hmm. and Facebook and all that. Um, But many people don't know about Lyft or Uber or PayPal. So do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, I've been pretty much banned everywhere. I'm the most banned-censored woman in this country. Uh, Banned on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Uber, Lyft, Uber Eats, uh, PayPal, Venmo, GoFundMe, Periscope, Medium, Uh, Even Chase Bank shut down my online access to my bank account. So it just seems like the list keeps growing and growing and growing. Uh, But, yeah, when people talk about social media censorship or, uh, you know, deplatforming, they talk about Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram for the most part. But they don't realize that payment processors and actual financial institutions are starting to ban people, too, for their political views.
0: That's just insane. Right. And so do you want to talk about how you got banned or?
1: Yeah, well, I guess... It started, well, when I was banned on Twitter, I was banned on November 21st of 2018, and I was banned because uh, I posted a tweet in which I said Ilhan Omar was anti-Jewish. And the backstory on this is that uh, I'm an investigative journalist, and I've had a career in investigative journalism. I worked undercover with Project Veritas for several years, um, undercover in the Hillary Clinton campaign, and I... Um, You know, started my own media company as well and I started confronting members of the radical left and making these very high profile videos and uh, one of the people who I investigated was Ilhan Omar and I was blowing the whistle on Ilhan Omar for a long time, right, for a long time prior to anyone even knowing who she was when she was just a candidate for Congress, right? And uh, when I was doing my investigative work into Ilhan Omar, right, I was reporting how she or, she married her brother, how she was tied to Jew haters and and Israel haters and groups like the Council on American Islamic Relations, right, and. <laughs> people said, oh, it's a conspiracy theory, it's a conspiracy theory. Uh, well, then fast forward to her getting elected and now everyone realizes, right, she's a complete Jew hater and she's tied to terrorist organizations. Well, you know, when I had posted the tweet, it was a couple weeks after she had uh, won the election, right? And because of that one tweet in which I said she was anti-Jewish, I was banned everywhere, right? And I had millions of followers all across different different sites. And, you know, they just went on a total uh, I guess, digital jihad to wipe me from the face of, face of the internet. And uh, it's just been very vicious, right, the way that they've done it. And then last January, the Wall Street Journal actually released an investigative report um, about how uh, CARE, which is a terrorist organization, lobbied these companies to ban me.
0: Oh, that's something I didn't know. So yeah. that's fascinating and scary,
1: very scary. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm Jewish. I'm a conservative journalists and the fact that these tech companies would partner with actual terrorist organizations to shut someone down uh, because they expose you know a candidate who that that terrorist organization had been endorsing and supporting it's you know it's definitely scary
0: And now of course the FBI is investigating all those allegations right yes the
1: FBI is investigating her yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) and it only took how long
1: Well, they should have paid attention prior to her becoming a congresswoman and we could have avoided this whole situation.
0: Yeah. So how do you think it's hurting you um, now that you're running for office?
1: Well, you know, I am like you said, I'm a candidate for Congress. I'm running in Florida's 21st uh, congressional district. And uh, as a candidate, right, I'm not able to have my campaign is not able to have access to these sites. So most campaigns, if not all campaigns in the country, they have a Facebook, they have a Twitter, they have an Instagram. Uh, We don't have any of that because they won't let us, right? We can't even raise money on PayPal. Uh, But I've been uh, really building up and promoting some other sites, new sites that have been created, sites like Parler and Gab, which are more conservative, uh, you know, social media sites now. They're open to everybody, of course, but at the core of their, their, their philosophy is an understanding and a protection for free speech. And so I've also been using my email list, but uh, is it as you know, large as my following was prior to being banned? No, but I'm still having a lot of success and my campaign was able to outfundraise all of my primary opponents combined and including the Democrat incumbent. And despite being banned, my messaging is still uh, out there because like I said, I had millions of followers and these people are excited about my race and so some of them have been posting. Well, which is a credit to you. Right. But But you also have to wonder how many more, how much more money, if not, you know, millions of dollars could I be raising if I had access to? So, you know,
0: talking about, you know, the bias, censorship, I mean, obviously you have to have strong feelings about this. It's very bipartisan. Like, why? Do you have any insights into that?
1: Uh, well, yeah, it is very partisan because, well, the big tech social media companies are run by left-wingers, right? And so these people are, as a result, now uh, Democrat Party donors, and they control the most powerful tech companies in the world. And of course, their their political interests are, are left-leaning, and now they are pretty much exercising their uh, their own political viewpoints and their business practices to the point where they are now uh, suppressing and interfering in our elections and censoring millions of people simply because they support President Trump or they have conservative values. And this isn't just an issue here in the United States that we're experiencing. This is happening all around the world where people are being punished for their speech online.
0: And that's, again, very scary because when you look by, at... By these American companies, I should yeah. say, yes. <laughs> where, where, that, where is that going to lead, essentially?
1: Well, it's going to lead towards people getting banned from financial institutions, people being banned from uh, restaurants, from hospitals. And you may think to yourself, oh, well, that's not gonna happen. Come on, that's a little overkill, right? That's never gonna happen. Well, no, Chase Bank actually shut down my online access to my bank account. They're doing it to people who are in the cryptocurrency industry. And when it comes to people's health, there was a story out of Port St. Lucie this morning I saw where a Trump supporter who needed dialysis um, was, uh, declined uh, his dialysis treatment because he had a Trump cutout. He's a Trump supporter.
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah. I, I can't but that's understand. happening here in America now. And it's this cancel culture that is being fueled by big tech and their bans. Because this is what's happening in China, right? It's called the Chinese Social Credit Score. Right. And the Chinese Social Credit Score is a score that is basically, you know, implemented by the Communist, Communist Party of China. And it's... Um, it collects data on you with the help of the tech companies to see what you're posting on social media, whether you're you know, a compliant citizen. So if you're criticizing the communist government and you are advocating for free speech, right, that's a low score. And thousands and thousands, well, millions of people actually have had their train rides canceled. They've been held hostage in their country, not able to fly, take trains or leave. Uh, The country because if you have a low social credit score, they prevent you from traveling. They prevent you from getting medical care They prevent you from having a car or what you know property and that's what we're seeing here in America now And it's quite shocking because it's completely un-American and when you look at what makes us American It's the First Amendment really. It's what separates us from every other country in the world
0: Then you know a bunch of other things that they want to get rid of
1: Yeah, but ultimately the thing that really distinguishes us is our First Amendment um, so
0: I know that you were working on Project Veritas. Was it really shocking to see what really goes on in politics?
1: Well, I yeah I started working for Project Veritas while I was in college. I went to Barrett University in Miami, Florida, and I started working for them when I was a senior. And then uh, when I finished school, I moved to New York full time and was undercover in the Hillary Clinton campaign. And so yeah, I mean when you I already knew Hillary Clinton was a crook, but when you're undercover and you see all of these people, you know, breaking the laws. Trying to incite violence, you know, committing voter fraud, organizing voter fraud schemes. I mean, it's it's pretty wild, and uh, I guess I I wasn't surprised, but I definitely learned a lot working for Project Veritas.
0: Yeah, and I think the majority of Americans don't realize exactly what goes on. Right. They just see this beautiful. We'll give you everything you want. Yeah. But then there's all these other things going on behind the scenes that they have no idea. And they're just falling for it, and it's it's annoying, and and I think it's also contributing to, to the hatred that you see again, like you mentioned against Trump, and and um, we see it all the time. We read news articles about people that are inciting violence against Trump supporters. So how do you feel about that? Like, do you think that this is all? based on that, all the social media. I think that social
1: media contributes to it because, look, you can be permanently banned and digitally exterminated and deplatformed for posting Ilhan Omar's anti-Jewish. I know people who have been banned simply for supporting President Trump, right? Posting a tweet in support of the president. But then if you call for the assassination of the president or if you're a member of a terrorist organization, you can freely use these sites, right? Antifa is freely using these sites. And so, yeah, I do believe that these companies play a role in inciting political violence and allowing for terrorist activity and political violence to occur online. Um, But also the Democrat Party, what are they doing to condemn this type of behavior? Again, it seems like all these crazy stories are coming out of Florida, which I guess that's a good thing I'm running for Congress here so I can address them. But in jacksonville last week what did, what did we see we saw a deranged leftist okay a member of the democrat party who tried to kill he tried to murder trump supporters who were doing republican voter registration drives by running his car into them and then the people tried to pass it off and say oh it wasn't intentional it wasn't intentional but then he ended up admitting to investigators that he was actually filming while he was driving the car and was trying to run them over and the only reason he didn't run them over is because his camera stopped his camera stopped right before he was going to impact with them so we have people who are leftists who want to kill trump supporters and kill people simply because of their views right we see it every day people uh, like members of Antifa, attacking conservatives in the street in very violent ways that have almost killed people. Um, and then you have Maxine Waters and other members of the Democrat Party saying, if you see Trump supporters out in public or if you see anybody from this administration, you let them know that they're not welcome. Yeah. You know, so when it's being sanctioned by the, some of the you know, most powerful members of the Democrat Party, there, no wonder why people are attacking Trump supporters.
0: Yeah, it's justified. And that's very scary when anything becomes justified. I mean, we've seen it throughout history. Anytime that a political group or a group of any kind, if you can convince people that they're the bad guy, they did this to you, you're a victim because of them, it becomes easy to justify anything, right. including violence, hurting them, murder, putting them into. Gulags. I mean, well, and that's what
1: they wanted to do, right? Yeah. We've seen these speaking of Project Veritas, the new yeah. Project Veritas videos undercover in the Hillary, the uh, the Bernie Sanders, excuse me, the Bernie Sanders campaign got uh, Bernie Sanders paid staffers. These are not volunteers, right? So, generally on campaigns, when somebody says something or somebody does something and, you know, it's totally whack or out of line, they say, "Oh, it's just a volunteer. It's just a volunteer," right? These are paid staffers who are appearing on their FEC reports talking about how, oh, well, the reason why we want free education here at the Bernie Sanders campaign is because we're going to have to re-educate all these Trump supporters. And then if they don't wanna comply with us, we're gonna shove them into gulags and and kill them. I mean, those are direct quotes from these people. And if you don't, you know, people who, don't believe me go watch the project Ver- veritas videos and see it for yourself talking about how if bernie sanders doesn't win the nomination cops are going to be killed in the streets right yeah. insane things that bernie sanders won he should have fired them too he should have condemned it and he refused to do both yeah he, refused to do both. he
0: didn't fire i mean that's beyond me i i cannot comprehend when you have outrage if you get the pronoun wrong but there's mass outrage and there's a forced apology and there's all of this but right but yeah you want to kill the president that's cool
1: mm, yeah no you want to shove transporters in gulags? Uh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly that's, and that's what we're dealing with here yeah. is how you know the the I mean the mainstream media has a meltdown of President Trump has a typo in one of his tweets and they run mm-hmm. news coverage about it or oh my god he ate two scoops of ice cream instead of one I mean these are real headlines that are coming out yeah. of CNN oh my god you know President Trump ordered the airstrike on Soleimani and he ate ice cream at the same time okay cool so then when are you going to talk about these paid Bernie Sanders staffers yeah. talking about killing half the population and gulags because they voted for the president right yeah, or
0: people like AOC saying you know Who cares about authority? Go against them if you see them. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, and and there's no surprise that in her district, cops are getting shot and killed every single day. And where is she?
0: Same place Nancy Pelosi is. (laughs) 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 Not helping. So as a journalist, how do you feel when you see all this propaganda and all the bias in the media? Well, you know, uh,
1: it's, it's things a little more because when I had access right to these other sites uh, that I'm now banned from, at least I could fight back against a lot of it as an investigative journalist, as an independent journalist. But now it just seems like these companies keep banning people and banning people who are, you know, creating their own independent media sites or their own personalities online. And now it's an echo chamber. So if you go online, right, and you still have access to these sites, uh, it's an echo chamber, and it's unfortunate and it's really dangerous because most people are consuming news on a daily basis that is anti-American, pro-communist, anti-Trump, and all of the people who are, you know creating conservative news or reporting news from a less bias or less left-wing slant, they're being shut down and silenced.
0: Yeah, even on TikTok.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which I I don't want TikTok. I don't want to use TikTok, but I know it's pretty popular with some people. But, you know, there's a lot of concerns, too, with regards to TikTok being used as a Chinese surveillance tool and how it undermines people's security. So, you know, I'm not going to be on TikTok anytime soon. But, yeah, I do see how it's very left-leaning. And, Uh, how there's a lot of videos on there that are uh, pro-abortion, but then people who post post anti-abortion content, they get shut down, so.
0: because that's offensive, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the offensive part of the conversation. Yeah, well, I saw there
1: was a video circulating online the other day from some girl who posted a video of herself, and she acted as if she was going to go find out the gender of her baby, you may have seen it, right? And the video starts out with her looking at her baby bump in the mirror, and then uh, she yeah. goes and they, you, she puts on a gown and you think that she's going to get an ultrasound and find out the gender. And she goes, it's a, you know, like, girl or boy. And then she says, yeah. abortion. It's so, awful. And that's what was promoted on, yeah. on TikTok and allowed. But then, right. you know, other videos are getting banned.
0: But you can't say, you know, don't have sex so that you don't get pregnant because that's a bad thing to say. Those get banned.
1: Or, like, you know, use a condom or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's awful, though, that that we're telling women, well, not, but, you know, in general, they're telling women that abortion is a sense of empowerment, that that's, that they should feel empowered by it, and it's awful. I mean, who could, how does that get into the media? How does that become a message? Well, we have these full-blown
1: Marxists who are, you know, infiltrating Congress and infiltrating the media and dominating the uh, political scene and uh, politics is downstream from culture and so these people have been able to successfully pollute the culture and now they're polluting our our politics. That's why you're seeing policies in places like New York where you have uh, nine month abortions and even post nine month abortion which is essentially infanticide.
0: Yeah, I can't think of anything more awful to promote and to (laughs) align with
1: I uh, yeah. abortion, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just disgusting. Um, so we talked about some of the violence. Um, what will you do as a member of Congress to change some of the stuff that's going on?
1: Well, you know, as a as a candidate right now and when I win my race, what I'm hoping to accomplish is really restore sanity to uh, the halls of Congress and really just put Americans first. Because right now we're seeing that the media is trying to uh, give a lot of time and attention to these so-called most popular, most radical members of Congress, these women in the squad, right? And that's really dangerous because they're trying to make them cultural and political icons, right? And so uh, I'm 26 years old. When I win, I'll be the youngest person ever elected to Congress. But right now, the youth of America are being inundated with these women and they're being told that, oh, this is this is cool, right? Wanting open borders is cool. Supporting abortion is cool. Uh, Yeah. What else? You know, wanting to ban the Second Amendment is cool. Wanting to uh, take away people's free speech and ban people online is cool. And they're putting them on the covers of Vogue. They're putting them on the covers of Rolling Stone magazine or Time magazine. You know, putting them on MTV. Mm -hmm. And the youth of America are being sold uh, this falsehood that somehow communism is the way. Uh, And so... With my policies and my platform and when I'm elected to Congress, right, I'm putting Americans first. No more of this, you know, giving giving aid to illegal aliens and housing to illegal aliens. Now we have homeless veterans, we have homeless Americans, people who are struggling in our country, right? No more uh, selling out to communist China and silencing people in this country and taking away their ability to make a living online and silencing their speech, no. You know, American companies need to respect the Constitution and abide by American laws. and. Really, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to getting to Congress and really breaking up big tech because these these companies need to be broken up with antitrust uh, laws and antitrust investigations, uh, along with many other things that I plan to do. But you know, I am definitely very passionate about those issues. Yeah, definitely. And also combating terrorism as well. I mean, we have members of Congress right now, people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, who are full-blown anti-Semites and they are using their positions to advocate for members of isis refusing to condemn hamas uh defending soleimani right iranian Mm -hmm. terrorists who were responsible for killing hundreds of americans and thousands of people all around the world oh yeah poor guy and so you know that's that's one of the things i'm known for most right they call me anti-muslim because i'm anti-sharia and i've taken a really hardline aggressive stance on islamic terrorism and jew hatred and so you know as a as a jewish uh, republican woman i'm really looking forward to giving these women a taste of their own medicine because, you know, someone's got to do it. And for some reason, nobody in the Republican Party or the Democrat Party seems to have the balls to do it.
0: Yeah, well, you've got my vote. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, um, I wanted to talk about the squad because I think they're so dangerous. They
1: are, and they're dangerous for women along with Ameri- just America in general, but especially for young women, right? Because they're everything, they're, they're being portrayed as everything a woman should be, but they're everything a woman shouldn't be.
0: And they're just uneducated but perceived as experts. Experts right? yeah. and and whatever they say that They're they're
1: they seemed they they're being portrayed by the media and the cultural elites as what is desired in America, right? Or what should be celebrated in America and it's far from it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're disrespectful.
0: They're I just there's, the list is endless well, yes yeah, so we can could go on for hours them, but, but to see people saying like oh aoc is my queen and and to have people think like that that's so scary that either means that they're completely uneducated yeah
1: well a lot of people are and i saw there's a, a a study that came out and fox news was talking about it the other day that said that 46 percent of americans would vote for a socialist that's incredible. I mean, that's, that's scary. Yeah. And then you have Bernie Sanders, who's gonna be the, probably the front runner in the Democrat party for, for the presidential race, talking about how, oh, I'm gonna make you know, AOC my vice president, or maybe she'll be an advisor in the White House. I mean, could you imagine?
0: Uh, I don't think that'll happen because even AOC isn't liking Bernie too much these days. Even she's too radical, I think, for, for Bernie they're kind of like mm, stop saying these things like you can't go and say these things. Well, he keeps
1: bringing around the campaign trail everywhere he goes, so we'll see how long it lasts. Right. Um because she's just gone off. I mean, she's gone off the deep end. Right. Off like, the deep and a long time ago she yeah. did. Yes. But
0: now it's just pure insanity. Right. Like and and the fact that people believe it again is so scary and it's right. either they I'm I can't, I can't wrap my head around why they believe it mm-hmm. either. They're really idealistic and they, they have this vision where if they donate money, and again, whether it's Elizabeth Warren or whoever, that their $5 is going to get them out of student debt, is going to get them out all these things, mm-hmm. all these promises, this fantasy land, either they're delusional or yeah. they're very uneducated. And either oh. way, it's very scary. <laughs> so it's not, a, right. it's not a good thing. And, and it scares me because I do see that a lot of the young people I hear it all the time. I have a 16 year old daughter, which, oh, man, if she ever comes home saying some of these things, she knows she'll she'll be out the door. But and, and I can say that because I mean it. Um, but she, you know, we educate her and, and we make her sit through the debates. And when she asks questions, you know, we don't necessarily stop it, but I'll write down whatever questions she had and I'll answer all their questions at the end and why we need border patrol and all these things exactly. they do have questions. Um, but the things that she tells me about her friends, I mean, and the way that they see things, it's
1: shocking it's awful and scary. Shocking!
0: It's come on, like, right. what are their what are their parents doing? What are their
1: parents doing? Right? Exactly. <laughs> this is well, and you see too in schools, it's a problem, right? Oh. Because our schools have been totally um, inundated with radical left wing teachers and professors who are indoctrinating students and. You know, it's sad because there's uh, there are teachers who express their opinions and then there's teachers who express their opinions and then they intimidate and bully students into espousing those same ideas and so students are worried about failing their grades and so they themselves have to kind of like assume these propaganda talking points and so um, I, I really do think that a lot of this is, is taking place on the college campuses and in high schools and you know there needs to be a serious discussion about that as well because they're getting government funding right through Title IX to carry out these activities.
0: Yeah, and when you talk about the university level, yes, it's awful, but we're, we're taking it down to elementary level. I mean, as I said, I have, I have uh, my five-year-old, he goes to private school and he came home there and he said, I hate Trump, I don't like Trump. And I said, excuse me, who, who told you that? Why would you say that? I was, I was furious. He said, Oh, my friends. Well, when your friends say that, you need to tell them no. You know, Trump is my president. Trump is a very good person. Trump, you know, and, and I went on and I, and it's incredible to me that, that at that age. That five year olds par- that they're yeah. having their
1: parents are saying this stuff. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, um, I, I, for that reason, I don't want to send my kids to public school. I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean,
1: honestly, homeschooling is. Even in private schools, yeah. they're being indoctrinated. Exactly. So, so I'm running
0: out of options. I, I, talk to my mom about that all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to homeschool them because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the things that they're being told, and I, I don't, I don't yeah. want them to grow up hearing these things and being indoctrinated. Exactly. That's scary. And I, I have you know friends that are in their twenties and they're and you know they're at your age they're young yeah. <laughs> they're, and and they they still live at home with their parents but they're full bernie supporters and and talking bad about trump it's like man if you can't get your stuff together don't try and fix the world don't 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 right, even exactly. i can't listen to you right i can't listen to you because you're still living at home you don't cook for yourself you don't clean your own house you don't take care of your own things so right your opinion is not valid. And those are the things that parents aren't teaching their kids. are not teaching them self How to be self-sufficient yeah. and,
1: and responsible and to have self-respect and integrity. Yeah, exactly. now then we get into this whole group thing. Well, and also, too, I mean, it's this culture that we're living in that's driven by identity politics where everybody gets a prize, right? Nobody can ever be wrong. Nobody can be a failure anymore, right? And, and you can't say anything or reprimand people because, oh, well, you have to worry about their feelings. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, personal responsibility is important. You don't get a yeah. prize even when you fail.
0: Yeah. Not at our house. At our house, if, if you get a B, you're going to get questioned. Why? What were you doing? Why, why weren't you doing better in school? Or, oh, it was a teacher. OK, let me talk to the teacher and let me find out, you know, right. everyone wants to put blame on somebody else. Exactly. And, and it's not right. No personal responsibility. No, this exactly. whole victimhood thing is, is wrong, and right. it's hurting everybody. It's hurting mm-hmm. our country we're not victims. <laughs> we we all have things that happen to us whether we're billionaires or it doesn't matter who you are. Life is hard. Life is hard, yes. There's always going to be challenges. Exactly. And it's it's crazy. It's a crazy thing. So I if you want to say some things before we wrap up. Oh no, I just I'm
1: really uh, grateful for you having me on your uh, your podcast and thank you so much and it's exciting you're a resident in my district. You'll be voting and uh, for anybody who is interested in learning more about my congressional campaign as well, they can go to lauraloomerforcongress.com and uh, that's where they can uh, sign up for emails, make a donation. And I'm not on Twitter, I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on Instagram, but I'm on these really great news sites called Parlor and Gab, and so I would encourage everybody uh, who, you know, respects the First Amendment and supports free speech to download Parlor and Gab as well.
0: Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We will support you any way that we can.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for, Thank you. for the
0: mm-hmm. interview.